money is just a battery, mm-hmm. right? It's like a store of energy. It's like you pay me and then I put it into a battery and I get to use it later for other stuff. But the thing that I have that's unique to me that I give to other people, yes, it's your time, but more importantly, because that time, if I was here and I wasn't talking, you'd be like, Dan's boring AF. <laughs> I had a lot of beliefs around money. If you just think about it, I grew up around sayings like, you know, the, the boss, you know, you got to be humble. I grew up, I'm a Canadian. Okay. Like I'm, I'm, it's kind of hilarious how humble I am sometimes in, in regards to what I do. And I know where it comes from, but it hurts me too. Hmm. Like I know, you know how you meet people and they're, they're like, my dad would always be like, that guy over there is a millionaire. You'd never know it. Yep. I'd be like, okay. But then I remember for, it wasn't until I was 30, probably seven years ago, I made my first, like I made almost eight figures when I was 28 and I didn't allow myself to buy the car I always dreamed of until I was 36 years ago. I'm 43. Mm. Okay. This is, this is so, I'm so mad at myself because I'll tell you when that McLaren showed up. Okay, it was the first one in the province I lived in. Wow. Orange. I still have the video. Okay. I'm in my house. I didn't even tell my wife. And I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want anybody to influence me because I still had concerns like, what are my neighbors going to think about this? What are my employees going to think about this? What are the people at my CrossFit mm. gym going to think about? Mm. And I just remember I was emailing my car guy, Tim, and, I, and he's like, what color do you want to spec it? And, and he sent me options. And I looked at it. I said, like, you know, the dark gray is probably like less, you know, it's not flashy. Trying to be conservative. Yeah. Conservative McLaren. But you know what color I wanted? Bright orange. The McLaren orange. And I said, let's do the dark gray. And then I slept on it. woke up and I replied the next morning. I said, F that noise. I want orange. Hit hit the order button. Don't ask me if I want to change my mind. Like, (laughs) do it. Get it. And, And I remember I was in the house. And I totally forgot that the the delivery car, because it come, it came from Montreal, where, like because that's the McLaren dealership, and they had to yeah. drive like fourteen hundred miles. Okay, like, that's how far I lived from the dealership. You can use kilometers. We don't know what it means. Okay, cool. Here, but whatever you want to use. Well, I can do miles. I think <laughs> plus or minus ten percent. But what was interesting is like again, even that belief. Like, why would you get a car when you can't even get it service? Like my dad, first time my dad saw it, goes, "What do you? Where do you send it to get an oil change?" And I go, "It's got to go on a trailer to Montreal." And his brain was like, I don't understand why you why do you, that. Yeah. That sounds like the most ridiculous thing ever. So I'm in the house. It pulls up and I see it, the, the, the trailer, but not the car. And my, I, I was like a kid. I, I hadn't felt like that in probably since I, until I sold my company. I was 28, like 15, 14 years and just my heart. And I was like, oh my God, it's there. It's, it's like inside that thing. Yeah. And my wife, luckily she, you know, she pulls out her phone and she hits record and I go out there and the guy, the guy driving comes out the front door and I was like, dude, do you know what's in there? And he goes, yeah. And I go, oh, did you see it? He goes, yeah. I go, did you hear it? And he goes, no, not yet. <laughs> and I was like, this is crazy. And, and I just remember the moment. Shaking? I was, dude, I was vibrating. This is my best part. <laughs> Across the street, my neighbor had uh, these two guys mowing the lawn. Okay. Okay. Young kids. Yeah. And, and I, I literally went over them. I go, hey guys, um, do you guys know what a McLaren is? And they're like, yeah. I go, have you ever seen one in person? They're like, no. 
And I go, do you want to know what's in that truck? And they both went, no, are you serious? I'm like, dude, I haven't even seen it come. Like I brought them with me to stand there. That's cool. Yeah, dude. I was just like, I was just a kid. I was like, this is, this is going to be. And I remember the, the side door. Cause like you can hardly get in there. Right. So the side door opens on the side of this transport truck and I see the front of it and it's just the orange on it was just like popping. And then the thing goes down and the back end of a McLaren is the most beautiful part of the car. Like if anybody sees mm-hmm. it, like I think Lamborghinis are beautiful. I think Ferraris are beautiful, but the back end of the, the, the McLaren is where it kind of shines design aesthetically. Yeah. And so when the back door came down, it was like, I almost started crying. I was just like, I can't believe this is going to be the thing I get to drive around. At the time my boys were, you know, six and seven. Okay. And, um, and it started, man. And that noise, I don't know, there's something primal about, it's so crazy. Every kid, I don't care sure, who you yeah. are, if, when you hear the engine going. start of anything that yeah. makes noise, you smile. Yep. So, dude, even myself at this stage of my life, you know, I flew here on my jet. Mm-hmm. I still took a long time for me to adjust the beliefs to allow myself to change the way I showed up in the world. Mm-hmm. And I would say I still, I still work on different aspects of that. Right. And I think that it doesn't matter if you're starting with nothing, as you mentioned, like you got to do the work and as it pertains to evaluating your Mm self-worth, I just think most people index way too low. Yep. So let's just, let's just encourage everybody. Just start a little higher. Like your hour's not worth 10 bucks. If you have a business, how about we just set the default at $50 an hour? Mm -hmm. I don't care what you're making or you're not making anything, but let's just pretend your hour's worth 50 and act that way. So you don't say yes to everything. You don't drive three hours to pick something up that's worth 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Like the waste, when I work with clients as a coach, the, the stuff, and these are sometimes very successful people but they waste so many hours in a week and then they complain they don't have time for, to go to the gym to be with their kids or to to have a rich relationship with friends or, or be a great partner. Mm-hmm. I go, well, how about you don't drive three hours to pick up you know, triathlon? Like I have a friend, got a new bike. He drove three hours each way to the border in Canada to save himself 400 bucks. Okay, this is a guy that's a business owner. Like, I mean... <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I, you know, I'm the lighthouse, not the tugboat. So I'm like, I'm just going to live my life, (laughs) write a book, express my thoughts and let them figure out if they want to be inspired by it or not. And that's fine. Sure. But I don't go around trying to tell people like, Hey, you should do this. You should do that. I don't, that's not my space. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I just think everybody should increase the, uh, the perceived self-worth by two x maybe okay at least yeah well think yeah. about it it's like if if you want to grow your business let's say like like pessimistic not pessimistic but like like people would be happy with probably 25 percent annual growth yeah okay so 25 percent growth next year here's what i know let's just use a simple math okay 25 of stuff you do today in your week you can't do just take that that's a correlation if you want to okay. grow 50 percent 50 percent of what you do meaning you have week. to delegate that out you've got to find ways to get how it you do that i'll let you figure but yes for sure delegate oh hire people um, automate it. There's yeah. just, just a bunch of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Decide to stop doing it. How many times have you had a product or service where you're like, I've never actually ran the numbers to realize I don't make any money doing this and it takes up 40% of my calendar, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like where are my gross margins generated? Mm-hmm. You know, you have a bunch of products, you run the numbers, you look at all the SKUs and you go, wow, that's fascinating. 10% attribute, 90% of my gross margins. Why are we carrying all this other stuff? So I just think um, it's just an interesting mental model to consider that if I want to grow 100%, 100% of what I do this year in my week, 
next year I can't do any of it. Well, what, what would need to change? What beliefs would I need to believe? What would resources would I have to, to, to collect or what, what would I have to feel about my own personal worth around that? Well, well, it's interesting, right? It is. Yeah. It is. So what do you, what do you do? I mean, on a day-to-day basis, week to week, month to month, is there, is there, how do you set up your, your life to do yeah. all this? Are, are there planning seasons yeah. where you plan? 100%. Or t- yeah. Yeah. I mean, the old adage, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. Like that's, I'm just very, if anybody like spends time with me, they'll be like, wow, this guy's super intentional about what he does. Right. And I think it's just because of where I came from and I felt like I got a second chance and I just didn't want to waste it. So I would say the two big areas is my my calendar for the week. So I call it the perfect week. I essentially, a long time ago, decided that um, I'm going to write down all the things. I think oftentimes, I know I used to be like, I don't have enough time for all this stuff. But I never actually like looked at it. Mm-hmm. So so now what I do is I teach this framework, perfect week. I think it's chapter seven of the book. Yeah. You write down all the ingredients that would create a perfect week, yeah. right? What, like what would be on your list, Brandon? Things that every week you want to do. Perfect week. Yeah. Um, spend time with the boys, yeah. you know, playing football, um, a little bit of hunting. Yeah. Uh, definitely working out. Yeah. Uh, spend quality time with the wife. Yeah. Uh, get some work done. Do get, something Definitely fulfilling. get some work done. Yep. Def- yeah. Yeah. Create some content, mm-hmm. whatever. So what I do is I always tell people, write it all down okay and get, give yourself permission to dream a little bit put yourself first like okay. some people feel guilty putting hunt time hunting like yeah. literally you know this some people sure. would be like i couldn't write that on my week every week yeah, yeah i'm saying every week you write them all down and then you look at the calendar it's seven days you do this on sunday night or does it matter uh so what happens is i created the pattern and then it gets filled Okay. So I review my week on Sunday night for sure and the night before, but I would say 90% of my week is pretty well baked. Okay. There's not a lot of movement. Okay. I'm, I'm, I schedule kind of like me and my assistant sit down and we always do like on the weekly basis, we do a six week scan. Mm-hmm. And then on a daily basis, we review the next seven days and it kind of moves like that. Again, I live a different life than most entrepreneurs, but, um, essentially what I've done is I've, I, I created a, a template and it changes. Like I literally changed it six months ago because there was like different priorities and things, seasons, things coming in and out. Mm-hmm. But now once I have that, then I know if I just honor my calendar, if it's, you know, Sunday to Sunday, like I'm going to, you know, finish the week and go like, wow, that felt good. I felt, you know, I felt like I honored my creator. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was, I was useful. So that's the week basis. But even more important to that, I do the annual one. So, so one of the chapters of the book is called The Preloaded Year. And it's this really cool template I give people. It's literally a one-page document that's got all the months um, on each day in it. I don't okay. know. I should actually remember the page, but it's, it's in there. Yeah, Preloaded okay. Year. But there's, I show you a, a screenshot of it. Yep. But I pull it out on my iPad. So my wife do this in December. So we're going, I think we got it scheduled December 3rd. Okay. We're going to go do our, we do a couple's retreat every quarter. All right. But the, the last one of the year is to plan the next year. And what we do is we pull out this year's preloaded year and it's a, it's a one page document. It's got each month, but it's got every day. And on that, there's like a, a legend. I'm French. So like, a, yeah, it's a, you know, essentially, legend, yeah. yeah, legend. Okay, yeah. cool. So it's uh you know, visually with colors, I can see how much time did I work like mm-hmm. big rocks, right. Or family times or, you know, boys trips, like snowboarding, mm-hmm. hunting for you. Like, yep. so it's all there. Um, and, and then we look at it and we go like, we kind of just take a, like a little marker on the iPad and we say like, would that be a a redo? And we literally use the end of the year to reflect on the previous year. Like this year, for example, we already had this conversation. We went home back East for two weeks because we decided back in the day, every year we're going to go home for two weeks. I just, when we went back this year, it just didn't feel the same. Did you grow up here? 
Uh, Salt Lake, so pretty okay. much, yeah, just north. But yeah. you know, you know, sometimes like the experience you have, and then you go back and you try to re-experience yeah, it, and it, it doesn't feel work. the same. Mm-hmm. This time, it didn't feel the same, and we kind of said, you know what? Every two years feels about right. Okay, that's all we did. So okay. we adjust. So, so going into next year, that two week summer slots open. So now we get to Something look new. at other stuff we want to do and put some like the Lake Powell uh, yeah. houseboat. That looks like fun. Yeah. So have, you done, fr- have you done that yet? No, but oh, I mean, yeah. all my friends in Utah seem to do it all the time. Yeah. So it's like... That what, might be a new permanent one. I would yeah, just tell you. Yeah, exactly. Like so I, I told her, I said like, you know, we've got our friends, those three families. We want to invest in our, our kids' relationships. We like mm-hmm. the way they parent and we'll just put them together. Let's get a houseboat. So, so it's cool because if you have this intentionality and the rhythm in your year, it doesn't take many years for you to actually like wake up one day and go like, this is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like my year, because I put in the effort and the work and the intentionality and I work my butt off when I work and when I don't, I don't like, that's yeah. the other thing. When I work, I'm not busy. I'm very effective. Okay. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I literally landed an hour ago. I'm here for this. I got another podcast, another podcast, go back to the airport, fly to Canada, put my kids to bed. Cool. Okay. So like it's, but when I'm off, I'm off. Like okay. when I go downhill mountain biking with my buddies and we're just fooling around at the lodge, it's like zero there's no work. There's no doing. email. Yes, yeah. I just like you're present. That's because the key you plan word. and you create your life. You don't you don't react to life. You're creating your life. Is what you're saying? It sounds like. I would argue I'm allergic to the reaction. And I think Sam, does that make sense? <laughs> 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 and I never thought of it, but that explains how I feel. Because I think some people when they're with me and they they see things, they're like, "Oh, geez, that really bugged Dan." It's just because I don't I don't want to be off. I don't want things that um, that could have been anticipated that weren't to stop me from being present. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, awesome because I cherish it so much because I know that's actually the only thing we got. Right? It's our energy. Like money is there to buy. Money is just a battery. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like a store of energy. It's like you pay me and then I put it into a battery and I get to use it later for other stuff. But the thing that I have that's unique to me that I give to other people. Yes, it's your time, but more importantly, because that time, if I was here and I wasn't talking, you'd be like, Dan's boring AF. But because I'm here, I want to be present. I want to bring my energy. And I think that's like why I'm so intentional about how I do the other stuff is so that, you know, when I'm with my boys, I want to, I want to be putting them to bed. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So where did you learn all of this? I mean, that you're doing, did you, do you have mentors? Did you kind of learn it? All the above. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I spend probably half a million a year on coaching just personally. Like my private coach, I pay three fifty a year for a 45 minute call. Where where did you find him? Uh, his name's Ed Milet. Yeah. He's like kind of a big dog. Yeah. No, um, yeah, most people do. (laughs) So, I mean, there's pretty much like Ed, Tony and a handful of other So Ed Milet was in the same company I was in years ago in Primerica. Yeah, for sure. He's with WG now, but yeah. Yeah. So So I would, I would even put Patrick Bet David if you're in that space. So PBD, Mm -hmm. um, big fan of his work. Mm -hmm. I'll probably coach with him at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even know if he takes clients, but hopefully he'll take my money. Um, because like, that's like what I'm always trying to do is, is, is like these micro improvements. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like when I started sharing my story more and I was writing the book, I wanted to find people that I think are the best of the best. And, um, but I mean, I have a, I have my Ironman coach. I have a family coach. We have, uh, we have, um, a parent coach, this guy, Sean. I mean, it's just, I'm all about speed. That's I don't cool. want to pay the stupid tax, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I'd rather, just like in business, like I'm going to hire a CPA to make sure I don't go to jail for tax problems. Mm-hmm. 
that's faster than trying to figure out taxes on your own. Yeah. And I'm going to hire a business coach to help me understand rhythms and, you know, you know, reports and scorecards. Right. Cause I'd rather learn from somebody else and have to like almost go bankrupt for me to finally figure this stuff out. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of, I'm, I'm a byproduct of probably 1500, 1600 books at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm a byproduct of, you know, my my first coach when I was 23, this guy named Bob, he was an E-Myth coach. Remember E-Myth? Yeah. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of people read the book. Yep. So I read the book, changed my life, reached out to the company. They introduced me to Bob. Bob helped me make almost a mil million dollars in the first year after okay. two failed companies. Okay. It, it was like, pff, thought I won the lottery. Like, I'm like, oh no. But again, what, that was- was, it, was he just talking about systems, getting systems, hiring people to run those systems? What, what, what was it? Because E-Myth is about that, right? You get it's the, all of that. And then it was the basic business principles that I thought was black magic. Okay. Like, first thing he made me do is write my eulogy. Okay. Wow. Why? Yeah. Begin with the end in mind. Yeah. Do you know how powerful, I mean, like anybody listening, if you just sat down and wrote the usually, and then they give you the framework of like different areas of your life, right? Mm -hmm. Your business, your family, your coworkers, your community or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And to write the words that you would aspire for those people to say after your time here has passed mm -hmm. as a North star guiding light, you know, direction target to then with that wake up every day to build the thing. Like that was so valuable, right? And yes, the systems, yes, the the process, yes, marketing, sales, business development, all things. I was a software programmer, so all these things were were not native to me. And um, and yeah, I just I was I think I'm I'm a good student. Like I'm just if you tell me like if I went hunting and you told me to do something, I wouldn't argue with you. Some people argue with their yeah. business. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, we'll leave that one. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like you're the expert, please tell me. And I'm also proactive on the feedback mm -hmm. is like, cause some people, they don't want to like hurt somebody's feelings. I I'll also say like, Hey, I also need you to know that I'm only getting better to the degree you give me feedback. So if you're not giving me any feedback, I'm not getting any better. And I'd like to get better. Mm -hmm. Would you help me get better? Good. You'd be like, yeah, cool. All right. So if I'm holding the gun wrong, which I did, I went shot in, I was in uh, Scottsdale as a Canadian we don't have access to guns like right. Americans. Okay. Right. I love Yeah, America. You need to come to, you need to come to our shooting school down here in this spring. Don't tease me, man. I, <laughs> I went shoot, I went to this range with the whole team and we were like, they were like, what kind of guns you want? I'm like, what guns you recommend? And they were like grabbing guns off the thing. And then they just like give us a pile of guns and bullets and say, here you go. There you go with it. Yeah. You can't do that in Canada. I'm like, and now I can just walk over to there. And then like, I was like, I don't know how to load this thing. Yeah. No, I, they came over and showed us, but sure. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm, uh, you know, the way I learned this was it started with books, then business coaching, then seminars, right? I did my first seminar with my brother. It was transformational because that's when you learn the value of proximity of people, mm -hmm. like how powerful that is. Like prior to that, it was always like I was the lone ranger and I felt like all by myself doing the thing. And I thought I was weird. You know, Brandon, you ever, I, I feel yeah. like you went through that too, yeah, right? hundred percent. Yeah. Nobody successful yeah. hasn't felt like mm -hmm. nobody gets me. Mm -hmm. And then you go to, hopefully if you've never been to a seminar, like get to a freaking seminar. I don't care what it is. Tony, anybody, it doesn't matter. You go to a room where you meet your people Yeah. and you're like, oh snap, I'm not the only one. It's like, right. no, no, you're not the only one. And honestly, you're at the bottom of like the potential. And then you're like, oh wow, that there's this, like this can be a, a reality. It's mm -hmm. like. Oh, and guess what? There's another room once you get up there. And I just think that was like the coolest thing to learn in my 20s. I'll, I'll give a lot of credit to the Tony Robbins and, 
T. Harv Ecker, Millionaire Mindset, to just all the the luminaries huh. that wrote the books, did the trainings, uh, you know, shared their experience. What would you say? Because we're the same age. I'm 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 44. You're 43. Yeah. So uh, um, I, I hear this. I'm like, gosh, I'm a competitor, right? So I'm like, gosh, if you've if you've done what you've done and I've done what I've done, but you're like you're like up here, and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. So um, when it comes to you know, competing, comparing, whatever you call it. Any any advice for someone like me that goes, man, I, I really want to aspire. I mean, I'm, I'm you, you inspire me, right? To to get better and do more and get bigger. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm asking, but yeah. I, what do you, what do you do when when you meet people and you you know the, the here's what I'll say because I don't know the question, but I feel I have the I have the feeling is comparison is 100 percent the thief of joy. Okay, and I'll tell you why because there's no place to get to. Yeah, it's good. good. There's no place to get to brother. Like right. there's none. Like I would love for you to have everything you want, mm-hmm. but I also know that in this moment you can have everything you, you really need. Yeah. And that hundred percent is available to you right now. So that's the cool part. And well, I, I've heard that, that what is it? The, the, the most powerful people in the world don't need anything, right? Zero. Like if you, yeah. If you don't need anything, you're, you got, you're, you're great. Right. I had a client once. She was like, you know, I want to build a hundred million dollar company, blah, blah, blah. I said, why? And she says, so that I can tell everybody F you. Mm. I said, Probably well, the wrong way to go. <laughs> and I was just like, you have a multi-million dollar company that yeah. you started five years ago right now. Do you know what percent of the entrepreneurial women in the world you are in regards to people that ever accomplished that? And she's like, no. I said, Google it, please, right mm-hmm. now. She was less than 0.8%. Mm-hmm. Who you need to tell F you to? Yeah. And she started crying. I said, I just want you to know there's no place you got to get to. Yeah. Let's just be there now. So big. So yeah. that's why I think when people start comparing themselves to other people, I say, let's not do that. Like this morning I was at my buddy Steve's place and he was like, you know, I want to start doing more speaking, but then I see, you know, folks like you and Ed and I'm just like, Ugh. and I'm like, dude, this guy runs a nine figure business. And I said, you're comparing your chapter one of speaking to my chapter 27. Mm-hmm. That's not fair to you. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm, I feel sad that I ever made you feel like, and I didn't, I just did what I do and you see what I do, but I'm like, dude, it's about rap. So yeah, I say, use those people to inspire of what the possibility Cause like for me, oftentimes it was just being aware of what's possible. Right. Right. Until I get around the right rooms to go like, Oh, I can buy a McLaren. My buddy, Mike Brown, literally I met him rally car racing and he showed me a picture of his McLaren with a, with a road bike on the roof. He had these special suction cups that, that put the McLaren, the bike on, and he would go do triathlons in his McLaren with his bike on the roof. <laughs> That's awesome. Exactly. And I saw that and I go, I like to do triathlons and I would like a McLaren. And, yeah. and I, think I would have a deer on top strapped as on. you should. I think the Lamborghini <laughs> works better for that. Like the point, like I have friends that do that in the winter, but, but it's, it's almost like you need to see other people. So like in many ways, I try to shine my light as bright as possible to show people my real life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have a full-time video dude following me around. I only do that for one reason, because for me, the way I learn is by seeing yeah. other people. Yeah. And what I know by doing that, this is a big idea I think people should hear, is some people, when you shine your light, they will be irritated by you. They'll find you annoying. Absolutely. They think you're braggadocious. They think you're, you're, you're conceited, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Other people, us, we see those people and we're inspired. Right. We see that person with like, I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of plane you have or yacht you have or house, there's always another level. Mm-hmm. And if you see that, some people are irritated by the, the whatever, mm-hmm. but the people that are inspired, here's the reason why the people that are irritated by that are not on path. They're not on a journey. Mm. 
the people that are, they see that and they go, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for showing me that there's a complaint. I didn't know that I could buy back my time at a higher level by deciding to charter when there's certain scenarios that allowed me to go to a board meeting, to a snowboard thing, to a hunting thing and be home four days later so I can put my kids to bed. I didn't even, I, I yeah. don't know why I never even considered that Yeah, because I didn't grow up with that. Right. I think that's a cool idea. That is cool. So cool, Dan. I, I'm so glad you uh, reached out and it's an uh, honor, we're willing this to be, yeah, be be with us today. Uh, Jeff, my partner's not here. He's in the Bahamas right now. But, it's all um, good. I'm hoping he's with the family. He is the family. That's all that matters. Yeah. So he's having a good time there. But uh, this has been really, really good today. You know, you're talking about, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, yeah, I need a plane so I can fly to go places to hunt and then be home the next day, you know, and go to Alaska and come back and wherever, right? Canada, British Columbia. There's all these places that uh, I want to be able to not just have to fly commercial and take an extra two or three days of travel. That was always my problem. Yeah. Right. You can say more things to yes. And then also like I'm traveling with one of my sons, so he gets to come be with me. It's no big issue. He wants to stay on the plane while I'm doing the podcast. He's sick and sitting in podcast. You know what I mean? At first it was a great idea. He's like, I want to see what it looks like. Now he's like, I'm good. (laughs) Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm a resource for everybody. Anybody listening that wants my support, find my Instagram. That's my favorite, Dan Martell, 2Ls Martell. Message me. Let me know if, if people are listening that they heard me on this podcast. I'll actually send them. I have a, a EA document, so executive assistant. Okay, it's, I think it's 47 pages. It's my internal document. I'll san- I sanitize it, and I will give it to anybody as long awesome. as they message, mention you or Jeff. Okay. And the word EA on Instagram, follow me. Just as all I ask. Mm-hmm. I won't. There's no opt-in text message. I'll just send you the Google Doc. And yeah. um, for you, brother, I'm I'm an ally. So if I can do anything to support, and I will take you up on hunting, like yeah, me and Garrett. Yeah, you need to for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds like there's some new rifles in this world that are yeah. easier to shoot. Long range stuff. Shoot out thousand, fifteen hundred yards. That's fun to go do. And I just can't imagine. It's, yeah, I need more it's time. really cool. Yeah. And uh, then if you really get into it, you want to be able to handle the rifle the right way and. And bows, right? We shoot bows and, and <laughs> archery and all. So you're the kind of we, guy you want to have well. as a friend if there's a, uh, you know, if there's a zombie apocalypse. For sure. Now yeah. I know. Okay, if I show up <laughs> to pick you up in my plane, are you, you going to come with me? I'm with you. I'm, all right. We're in. Cool. We're good. Absolutely. So yeah. Okay, man. Well, thank, thanks for coming and to have a safe trip back, and we'll we'll keep in touch for sure. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, man. Cheers, man.